The Keep Birth Wild podcast acknowledges the Wurundjeri people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land, sky and waters on which this project is produced, and we pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. We extend this respect to all First Nations people on whose country we live, birth and raise children. We acknowledge the ongoing leadership, resilience and commitment of First Nations people who continue to fight for their right to safe and culturally appropriate experiences of pregnancy, birth and postpartum, and we commit to continuing to explore our own role in that journey. Lastly, we honour and celebrate the ancient birthing knowledge and practices that have existed on this country for thousands of years. May this wisdom continue to nurture life for many generations to come. Welcome to the Keep Birth Wild podcast. My name is Indy and through this series I'll be speaking to women who plan to birth their babies at home. Join me to hear home birth mothers sharing their stories of pregnancy, birth and postpartum. In this episode I'm chatting to Lise about the births of her two sons Ryan and Reuben. In her first pregnancy, Liz planned a hospital birth, which ended up in a stressful instrumental delivery, and she had a really long recovery after that birth because she had an infection, uh, quite a nasty infection, in her episiotomy scar. In between her two pregnancies, Liz made friends with a midwife, and by the time she was falling pregnant for the second time, she'd already lined that midwife up to be her home birth midwife. Liz went on to have a beautiful birth at home with Reuben and a much quicker recovery this time around. And she's pregnant again. She's 18 weeks with her third little baby. So I'll let Liz take it away and share her story. Hi, Liz. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Would you like to start by sharing a little bit about yourself and your family and yeah, what you guys are up to at the moment? Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm Liz and I um, have two boys, Ryan and Ruben, and yeah, we currently, well, we live in an apartment <laughs> here, um, just been through um, COVID lockdown here in Melbourne, and yeah, we are just excited because um, I'm pregnant with my third baby and we're allowed to be outside for as long as we want and, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, congratulations. Go to the park. So exciting. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> and the world feels a bit more full of hope when you're allowed out, doesn't it? It does, yes. Mm, yeah. So we're going to be hearing about the, uh, sorry, your first two births today. And yeah, would you like to share about how your first pregnancy came about, whether that was a planned conception or not? Yeah, yep, it was. It was definitely planned. Um, we knew that we wanted to have a baby. And so, yeah, we did it. We, um, <laughs> we, we conceived um, our first son, Ryan, um, pretty, pretty quickly. And how did you feel when you found out? Yeah, I was very excited, Um, you know, excited and um, nervous and I didn't know what it would bring and I, you know, got morning sickness pretty quickly. So, yeah, that was all new and um, I experienced it throughout all of my pregnancies pretty much the same way, just feeling nauseous. 24 hours a day, not with like minimal actually being sick, but just feeling sick all the time. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And you planned a hospital birth with Ryan. Did you, yeah, what space were you in kind of when you fell pregnant the first time in terms of being aware of what sort of options you had and, yeah, how did you sort of come to a decision on who your care provider was going to be? Yeah, so... I guess with Ryan, I just sort of went with what my mum did. Um, you know, she had me in the hospital, and I guess that was kind of that was kind of you know what everyone did, or that everyone I knew 
around me did was, you know, you went to hospital to have your baby. Um, so I guess, you know, home birth or anything like that didn't even really come into my mind. Uh, I just went to the doctor and the doctor said, I'll refer you to this hospital. And I said, okay. And uh, yeah, it wasn't something that I really thought too much about. I just did that. Um, yeah, that's what mm. I did. I just went into the hospital. And were you happy with the care that you received there during your pregnancy? Yeah, yeah, I was. Um, you know, it, it was just normal routine checkups. Um, again, I, I have, I hadn't, you know, done much research at that time into pregnancy or birth, so I just sort of went along with what was happening to me. Um, and what I was doing. Um, so, yeah, mm. I, I um, everyone was nice. Yeah. <laughs> did, they, did they offer kind of birthing classes through the hospital or what, what sort of education did you do to prepare for the birth? Yeah, they offered a birthing class quite late in the pregnancy, I think around 30 Oh, I can't remember. It was like 30, between 32 and 36, no, 28 and 35 weeks or something they offered it. And it was just basically I went in and we sat around in a group and the lady um, who had had three kids herself and was a midwife there, she talked about um, the progress of labour and then, you know, what what we might feel or what we might experience and then what might happen when we come into the hospital and, yeah, what type of interventions there might be in case. And, um, yeah, that's basically it. Mm, yeah. And how was the rest of your pregnancy? Did you have any, any kind of pregnancy ailments or anything come up? Yeah, I had a quite um, a quite a sore pelvis. Um, there's that name. Um, what's the name of it? Um, it pelvic synthesis or something. Yes, that. Yeah, I had that, <laughs> um, which was really quite painful. You know, trying to move, walk around. Um, and it's interesting because I didn't have it in my second pregnancy, but anyway, I had it with Ryan, and that's really the only thing that um, was quite difficult in that mm. pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? And then it makes it hard to exercise, and you're sort of told that you need to stay active and keep walking, but it's so yes. painful. Yeah. Yes, yes. I saw a physio, and she, like, made me wear this belt, that I hated wearing. It was so uncomfortable. So, like, I could, I just put it on when I was, like, really feeling it. So, yeah, yeah it was hard work, but um, walking around. But, yeah, it's, yeah, it's challenging. Mm, absolutely. Mm. And what were some early signs of your labour starting with Ryan? Yeah, it was just sort of like, um, yeah, very, you know, mild sort of cramping sensations um, and, it, yeah, it was, um, yeah, just mild um, cramping that progressed into longer and more painful sort of cramping. But, um, yeah, that, mm. was, that was what it was. And how did you spend your early labour? What, what were some of the things that you were doing during that time and um, at what point did you make the call to go to hospital? Yeah, so I I laboured in the early stages at home. I didn't I didn't do much research. I didn't barely do anything at all with Ryan. I, I literally was just thinking my body knows what to do and I'm going to just give birth and so, you know, which, you know, is what happens but, you know, I just didn't have 
any I didn't have anyone with me really that um, guided me or, or you know like physically <laughs> anyone that guided me on the day or anything so it was just my partner and my partner went to work <laughs> and so I just sort of like didn't know what was like as the you know contractions got worse I kind of I didn't do a lot of moving around. I just sort of was like, I just sort of sat with it a lot. Um, and it got to a point where I was like, okay, maybe I should just ring my partner and tell him to come here in case we need to go to the hospital. And, um, yeah, so in the beginning it was sort of me just going, okay, this is new. This is like just experiencing it really on my own at home. Yeah, just, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. And what was that um, once he got home, did you sort of head to the hospital fairly soon? Yeah, so we headed out to the hospital and, um we got there and, oh, do you know what? I've actually skipped some, some of it. I just wanted to mention <laughs> quickly <laughs> that I actually did have um, a bit of labouring sign a week before at this sort of day, this day happened. I actually did have a, a bit of spotting um, a week before and cramping actually. So actually the lead up to this day went on for a few days sort of thing with a bit of spotting, but nothing like what this was, (laughs) where I'm up to now. So sorry about that. Yeah, no, no, that's Um, right. (laughs) You're telling me quickly. Yeah, so basically, yeah, then we, I said to Bobby, look, um, I think we should go into the hospital now because it's getting, like, pretty bad. I'm getting pretty uncomfortable or, you know. Yeah, so we went in and um, the lady said to me, you know, can you smile? And I was like, well, yeah, I can smile. She's like, can you have a conversation? I'm like, yeah, I can have a conversation. And she's like, well, you shouldn't be here yet. You know, you're not really in proper labour. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, but it feels really full on. It feels like it hurts, you know, or like I'm really feeling it. And um, she gave, she said to take painkillers and sent me home. So she gave me, yeah, I think it was Panadine Fort. <laughs> so she sent me back and um, I took the Panadine Fort and I went to sleep. And then I woke up and it was on again, you know. Um, yeah, oh. this is pretty like, yeah, medicalized what happened yeah. <laughs> in this part you- already. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think that's a pretty standard response yeah. to this time. Mums, go home and have some Panadol, and if that doesn't fix it, then you might actually be in labour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have any idea um, kind of in the lead-up to this first birth of how you wanted the birth to go or, um, yeah, kind of had? did you make a birth plan or anything like that? Yeah, I honestly was just like my body knows, my body's just going to get, like my body's just going to do it, you know, like I just honestly was just um, I didn't have a plan or anything I didn't have a plan I just was like I'm gonna go with it and it's just um, it's whatever happens happens that was my attitude Mm. that's my honest raw (laughs) um, mindset at that birth yeah (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah when you woke up again and it was all on did you then head straight back to hospital or um, yeah. yeah, so it was like it was about um, six or seven o'clock at night by by now, and um, and yeah, I went in and they they took me in, and I remember that um, yeah, pretty soon after that, I hopped in a bath, and. Um, 
yeah, I was there for a very, very long time. I don't know how long, but my partner said it was pretty long. And, um, yeah, I was, I was really determined not to have drugs or, like, like hard, like I didn't want to have an epidural or I, um, the only thing I said to myself maybe was I, I might have gas, you know, maybe if I, if I felt like I needed it. So sorry, that was probably in my head of my birth plan, but I never wrote it down. It was just sort of in our heads and we kind of knew that we didn't want to have an epidural or any major intervention. We just wanted, yeah, the baby to come out and and me to maybe have gas if I needed it. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I was in the birth pool and um, I had a really wonderful midwife and um, she, she managed to, like, she would massage my back when I had a contraction because my back was quite sore and she um, played some music that Bobby said was on repeat and repeat and repeat, but it was really good. Like it was, the music was, you know, got me in the zen zone. Um, Yeah. So basically what happened was I got out of the bath and, um, you know, it'd been a long time now. It'd been, it actually had been like the day before and now we were going into a new day. So it'd been, it'd been, yeah, the day before and this day. And then so I was in, you know, I was in a bit of pain and I was like asking for help at this stage and they basically told me that I had to go to sleep, like I had to sleep, otherwise I wouldn't be able to push the baby out. So they said to me that I should have morphine to help me sleep. And I did that and I slept, you know, and okay, now it was probably like three or four in the morning and um, eventually that wore off and I was, you know, still not pushing or I was still in labour. And it was maybe about, you know, it got to about 10 o'clock the next day and they sort of figured out that the, that he was posterior and, you know, by this stage I was, like, pretty tired and and um, I was asking for help again. So I reckon I was transitioning at this stage. And the doctor came in and he's like, you know, what do you want me to do? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, I just need help, <laughs> you know. And, um, yeah, he then thought that, okay, well, I'm going to check inside and, and went inside and he broke my waters. And then all of a sudden I had a really big urge to push and um, I must have been pushing for, like, I don't know, 20 minutes and then they decided that, okay, the baby's not coming down or something. And it was, it was pretty full on and hazy at this stage. Um, but then, you know, I'm pushing and I'm pushing and I'm pushing and, like, they're asking me to sign a piece of paper, which I just – I have no idea what it said, but I'm pushing and I'm in, like, this pretty intense um, – mindset and not even mindset I'm just in this really intense physical space and state and um yeah and they took me to the theater and they gave me a spinal and they asked me to push and basically I couldn't I wasn't feeling much I was like pushing from my chest so I pushed for my boobs and I'm pushing and I'm pushing and I'm pushing and, yeah, they tried to get him out with the vacuum but that failed and then they got him out with the forceps. Wow, that sounds that sounds huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's basically how it happened. Yeah. Um, and yeah. was he passed straight to you? 
after he was born? I, I demanded that he, I wanted to be the first thing that he smelt and saw and they said, okay, and they put him on my chest and then they took him and, um, yeah, I guess my partner cut the cord. I don't, like, because I couldn't see because my legs were pretty far up in the air. So I couldn't really say anything, but um, they wanted to take him to the next bit where they check their vitals or whatever. And they did that and I made my partner go with them and they wouldn't let me keep the placenta, which I was a bit upset about. She said that it looked different. I don't know how or what or why, but I just went with that. And, um, yeah, and then mm-hmm. I went into the room and they had to, like, you know, check me with their ice bag to make sure all the feeling was coming back. And then um, then, the next pay, <laughs> then the next phase started, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. And how were the early kind of hours of recovery that time around? Yeah, it was really... It was it was pretty um, intense. I felt very like dizzy and hazy, and I'm not sure if that was just from, you know, the drugs that I'd had, like the morphine or whatever, or or what it was. But I just felt really like not in my body, and um, it took it took Ryan like 24 hours to like breastfeed, like latch onto my boob. And so that, and I was like so determined to breastfeed him, and I was just like, "Come on, come on!" And I just kept trying and trying and trying and getting him on, and eventually he got on. Hallelujah! <laughs> so mm. um, yeah, so it was pretty tiring, and yeah, pretty yeah, pretty intense. Yeah. And did you have to have an episiotomy for the forceps? Oh yes, think? yes, yeah. How was the recovery like from that? Yeah, um, it got infected and, um, yeah, it was really, really painful. And, like, I've never really experienced an infection like this before and it was, like, full on. It it was, like, it was smelt and, like, so painful I could barely walk. Like, I couldn't walk at all. Um. And I had to go to the doctor and get antibiotics for that. Mm. Um, did that start was, while you're in hospital or did it sort of, sort of start? Yeah. yeah, I think it must have started. I mean, they didn't check it. So I don't know. Like, they just didn't check it after. Yeah. Did they, Did you have stitches that they needed to, like, check on or, and take? I don't really know what the routine is. but Yeah, they... I think they might have just, like, the day after, they might have just, like, made sure that the stitches were okay. Oh, I can't, I don't. But then, because I was in the hospital for about three days and they sort of, they didn't, and it was really sore and they just kept telling me to ice it and ice it and ice it, which I did, but it, it was sort of unbearably bad, like really, really bad. Um, and I had, and and then they said to take um, Voltaren for the pain. Wow, take Voltaren for the pain, but don't actually check it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To see what's going on. Yeah. So I mean, I made the call when I got home because it, like, it was, it, it smelt bad, you know, and. Um, I was like, I think I need to go to the doctor and get this checked out because it just doesn't, it's not right. It's really painful. And then I did have a home visit. I had um, a lady from the hospital. She came to check on me. Sorry, here we go. This was a few years ago, so I'm just remembering it all. Um, She did come to check on me. But at the hospital, it wasn't like they were making sure that it was okay. It was 
after I got home, she came and I said to her, this, this, the scar or the, the stitches are really, really painful and they smell really bad and she checked it then. And this was about five days. And she did say, and I knew, I just knew, I was like, it's really infected. And she's like, yeah, it's infected. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Oh, gosh. I had a very small infection with a little tear, but um, that was already bad enough, so I can't even imagine how it, like it was incredibly painful. I can't even imagine how yeah. horrendous that must have been, especially yeah. when you're trying to bond with your new baby and probably oh, yeah. breastfeeding was uncomfortable too. <laughs> yes, and he he was the, the the like he didn't want to be still like he real like the he really liked movement <laughs> so you know being swaying or anything you know like he just wanted to be moved um being still for him just he just didn't like it so we were constantly moving with him and it was really hard because I could barely walk or anything. Mm. Yeah. That sounds tough. Would you like to share a little bit about kind of what the first few months of your postpartum were like and, yeah, um, yeah. I guess the rest of your recovery? Yeah. So it was um, it was really, you know, he, we, I struggled <laughs> a lot. Uh, Ryan didn't sleep very well at all. Um, he basically would only sleep for about 30 to 45 minutes at a time. And, um, you know, at this, yeah, I I struggled. It was exhausting and, and um, I didn't get a lot of sleep. And I basically um, just um, held him the whole entire time um, in the sling and slept with him on my chest and, um, that was the only way that we sort of got through it was like that. Yeah. Mm. And um, I didn't have any, like, I didn't have any, like, I don't have aunties and I don't have, like, I have my mum who just had me when, you know, and said that I was just slept all the time and I was just, you know, like that. So... Basically, I was left to my own devices and working it all out and, and making phone calls. And I, I, I did get come across a wonderful maternal health nurse um, who said, don't worry, it's all fine, it's all normal, it's, you know, you're doing great. And, um, you know, kind of got me through that, that first few months but I, I I think it I think he struggled a lot and and he, who knows like he could have had some um he cried a lot you know and I think he could have maybe his head was sore you know from the forceps and I never I didn't even do osteo and I, I did eventually not in that first few weeks but I did do osteo with him at around four to six months but I didn't do it in the first few months um, but once I found this maternal child health nurse, she put me onto the osteo um, and sort of we talked more about that sort of stuff and how, yeah. Mm. You know, I know newborns cry, but it was full on, like it was. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and that kind of, um, I think it's very well meant and, and probably helpful for some people when people talk about, you know, it's normal for babies to cry and that sort of thing, but but it's, you know, it's only really normal to a point and, and, you know, there often is something underlying underneath it all if you investigate. Yeah. And it, it's hard because sometimes there's not and it is just your child and sometimes there is something and you never, like it that, especially in that early kind of postpartum when you're so foggy and you're a first-time mm. mum and it would be amazing if you could bottle up all the knowledge you get from the first time around yes. um, that you get for the second and, and get it the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, totally. So moving away from that birth, um, yeah. yeah, I guess how, how did you feel about your birth and did you have 
um, any kind of shifts in perspective that led you to choose home birth the next time around? Yeah, I, I obviously felt a little bit like, well, I didn't really do it at the end. <laughs> you know, I kind of felt a bit deflated that I, you know, I got so far and then I, it almost felt like, oh, they've kind of like they've taken it away now. I can't do, I couldn't do that end bit. I kind of felt like it's, I haven't done it. So I've almost, yeah, not that I failed, but I felt just like I didn't complete the task <laughs> um, on my own, which I wanted. I guess I, I, I wanted to be able to get, I thought that I'd just get through it and my body would do it and I wouldn't need any intervention and it's just going to, you know, you know, it's been, it's been like a few years and I'm still, I haven't really spoken about it that much, you know, to um, heaps of people, but here we go, talking about it to everyone mm-hmm. now, but <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I definitely feel um, like I didn't complete it and I got so close at the very end it kind of was um, taken away. And um, I still don't really understand why. Um, maybe I wasn't – I mean, it was so foggy at the end there Um I just don't really understand why I wasn't allowed to keep pushing or, um, you know, why they decided, okay, we, sh- we need the force, we need the vacuum to help. I'm not sure why that was. It was, it was really a rushed sort of ending. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so how did you um, Yeah. So. Um, into home birth next time? Yeah, so around the three, four month mark, I um, I made a new friend, a very lovely, a very lovely girl, and um, she introduced me to home birth, <laughs> and um, yeah, talked about it with me, and I sort of started looking. I knew that for my next birth, I wanted a home birth. I just knew, and. Um, we talked about it a bit and she she worked um, a little bit in home birth as well. Um, and then she introduced me to her midwife at um, her child's first birthday. And um, I just knew, I just said, well, for my next baby, I want you as my midwife. <laughs> And she said, okay, well, let me know when you have another baby. And um, and that, that was the beginning of the next journey into, um, into home birth. And I, um, I conceived when Ryan was about 16 months old. And I, I rang my midwife and I said, this is it. I'm going to have a home birth. And that's when I started to really learn and and do the research around birth and um, pregnancy and everything that we are offered and everything um, other you know other other things that uh, other ways of looking at birth and um, like I did a I did a I did the hypnobirthing course online. Um, that was at the end, but I also picked up some amazing books from friend, a friend, um, the Down to Earth birth, uh, birth Book by Jenny Bly. And also um, I bought a book by Rhea Dempsey, Birth with Confidence, which absolutely changed me. And my That's an amazing book. That's yeah. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That book 
was yeah the thing that really um, got me to to have a really um, to have my next birth at home as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I stand behind both of those books. They're amazing, and particularly um, Rhea Dempsey's book. I just found it like super kind of pragmatic and yeah, it really appealed to me because it made so much more sense than a lot of like yeah, it made sense to me and she explained things in a way that I could really understand. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Totally. And just so like forward and honest and just really easy to read. Um mm. yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so how was the rest of your pregnancy and what was your maternity care like this time? Yeah, so I had, you know, my um, checkups with my midwife and I actually had two midwives um, and, and one of them actually did a bit of debriefing with me from my first birth, which was quite good for me um, in the beginning you know, just to talk about that and talk about why this might have happened or, you know, things like that. So I did a little bit of that with her, but not heaps. Um, and then it was just checkups and um, there was like a, a mum's group as well, like a, a mum's um, to be and mums already who are group. So I went to a few of those groups and spoke to a lot of mums about birth and, yeah, just um, that prepared me as well and that was good, good to have those groups. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned you had the same kind of morning sickness this time around, uh, sorry, in your second pregnancy. Yes. But um, yeah. did you have anything else come up um, during the pregnancy, any other kind of health issues? Um, I had, so I had the really sore pelvis with Rome and then towards the end of the pregnancy I had, um, kind of, I couldn't walk <laughs> very well <laughs> at the end, um, which I actually got acupuncture for, um, which my midwife suggested. Um, it wasn't like I, I didn't have the, the same pain or the pelvic it was like my hip, I never, like it was like my hip was kind of moved or jointed out a little bit, maybe, I'm, I'm not sure why or, but it's fine now, but like it was just my walking changed a lot. So I, yeah, got the acupuncture and that just helped it align it back again and I would get that like every two weeks mm. um, in the last trimester. But it wasn't as, yeah, it wasn't like the same sort of painful pelvic symphys sort of pain. Yeah, okay, yeah. And, yeah, what were some yeah. early signs of labour starting this time around? Yeah, so, again, it was just the mild cramping. Um, yeah, just very mild cramping. It started at about 6 o'clock in the morning and, um yeah, by about 10 o'clock, I, I think I had like a tiny little show and um, I told my midwife and she um, said, that's fine, just, you know, go on with your day. And um, so that's what I did. Ryan and I went across to the beach and we spent the morning at the beach and I um, I remember it was in the middle of winter, but it was like 18 degrees that day and the sun was out. And um, I remember I just like took my clothes off and like showed the sun my belly and I was just like, this is awesome. <laughs> just really in a good mood and really positive and excited that the baby was coming. Um, and I thought this could go on for a while because kind of with Ryan it did, it went on the cramping sort of went on for ages. So I just went with it really and just kept going on with the day and then we, we went, we came home and we had lunch and we all had a nap. And oh, I did have a, have a pool but um, we hadn't blown it up yet. <laughs> and my partner said to me, do you want me to blow the pool up now? And I'm like, oh, 
no, it's too noisy. I just want to sleep. So, um, <laughs> so I just slept instead of doing that. Um, and yeah, at about, and then we woke up from a nap and then it was about 4 PM and my mum, I said, Oh mum, I think you should come over. Cause like the cramping was kind of getting a bit more intense, but it was just sort of, you know, I was still like able to move around and. I was, I was, I put um, all the nappies in the washing machine. I'm like, oh, I still haven't washed the cloth nappies. So I was, you know, busy cleaning and doing and, um, yeah, just I was like, oh, let's just get pizza for dinner. Let's just, just not worry about anything. And uh, mum came over and mum's like, Lisa, I think you're in labour. Like you're in, you're in you're in labour. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know. Like I was just, I just had the cramps going on, but I just was really, you know, just going on still. Mm, yeah. Um, and then we had dinner and then we had a shower and then that was it. I couldn't get out of the shower. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was in there for like 45 minutes. Oh, yeah, my partner, he decided that he needed to go and buy a new phone because his phone died. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, the Apple's, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll be really quick, you know, like I'll just run down to the Apple shop because we live quite close to one here in the city. And, um, you know, it'll only take me like half an hour and I'll come back or whatever. <laughs> you know, he's like, the baby could come anytime. You don't, he's like, you don't even, you look fine. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, it doesn't look like the baby's coming right now or anything. I'm like, yeah, okay, just go, whatever. I'll get your new phone. And, um, you know, this was, this was, I'm, I'm kind of telling you the rough, but, you know, the bigger version. I mean, we did like candles and, and at dinner time and sort of have like flowers in the, we had this beautiful like flower thing and, you know, we were, we were like, oh, you know, the baby's going to come and all this sort of stuff. But he did have to go and get this thing. So <laughs> we didn't, we really didn't think that I was, you know, going to have the baby very soon. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, we, my mum was there luckily. So we got into the, the shower and then I was like, okay. And the contractions came on pretty hard. And, um, I think I was in there for about 45 minutes <laughs> with my son <laughs> and my mum there. And, um, and, um, Mum's like, oh, you better call the midwife. So I called my midwife and she's like, oh, well, you know, just try and get that pool blown up. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And so I'm trying to, like, blow up this pool. It's probably a good distraction mid-contractions. And I just couldn't do it, obviously. She's like, don't worry, I'm on my way. Just try and get Ryan to bed. I'm like, okay. So... I'm trying to um, get Ryan to bed and I'm just lying there and I just couldn't lie there. It was just, yeah, I had to move around. I had to be moving. And um, so my partner came home and my midwife arrived and she like blew up the pool within about five, ten minutes and then he started filling it up. And Ryan was running around, having a good time with Grandma. And um, all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, yeah, getting pretty intense contractions. And I'm on my bed and, yeah, feeling the, you know, just the oxytocin flowing and, and not thinking about anything, just going with it. And... Um, she says to me, oh, do you want to jump in the pool? I'm like, okay. And I couldn't quite get it full with hot water because I'd used it all in the shower. So they were trying to fill up buckets of water for me. And it was about, you know, maybe just hip sort of deep 
um, you know, waist, almost at waist deep. You know, it wasn't quite <laughs> where you'd want it, but it was it was getting there. And she's like, just hop in anyway. And so I've hopped in, and as soon as I hopped in, I felt this pop. And my and I said, oh, I just felt a pop. <laughs> And she's like, oh, that's your water's breaking. I was like, okay. And then straight away, I just, it wasn't even an urge to push. It was an uncontrollable action of my body of literally, my my body was literally just pushing out, pushing, you know. Um, it was uncontrollable and I, yeah couldn't it wasn't even an urge it was like you know bigger than an urge (laughs) it was just intensely yeah yeah it's hard to describe isn't it it's yeah (laughs) I had a similar experience and it yeah it's it's, for me it was like this you know like just this power kind of rushing through me like you just couldn't stop it if you tried (laughs) no (laughs) there was no stopping it there was there was um it was a literally surrendering to it. I even said to her, I'm like, what's going on? Like, what is this? You know, like when I when I when I got myself back or, you know, when I I think it was after the first one and she's like, Oh, it's just your your body's just, you know it's your body's just doing what it's supposed to do. And I was like, Oh and I just surrendered to it and it just kept going and going and going. And um, it was, you know, very powerful, as you said, and, yeah, really quite um, an intense feeling. And I remember being like, I have to go to the toilet. Like, I really have to go to the toilet. I felt like I was going to do the most biggest poo of my life. (laughs) I'm like, like, oh, everything's coming out. Like, is a baby coming out of my bum? Like, it felt really like full on and she's like okay go on go to the toilet and I got to the toilet and then I was all of a sudden on my hands and knees (laughs) in front of the toilet not on the toilet (laughs) I was in front of the toilet (laughs) and um pushing the and my body was pushing out the baby and she said you know can you feel anything and I was I was you know, putting my hands um, down and I couldn't feel anything and um, yet. And she's like, that's okay. And my body just kept pushing and finally I could start feeling the crown and everything. And, um, yeah, um, it was, you know, not long after the crowning and, and um, my body was pu- kept pushing the baby out and, um it was in the bathroom and she quickly got a pillow and I just sort of caught the baby underneath, you know, my hands um, went underneath and and sort of caught the top half of the baby and the pillow caught the other half of the baby. (laughs) Um, And obviously she was there as well. Um, but she videoed it. <laughs> oh wow, amazing! It's so good to have that to look back on. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. I haven't. I, I looked at it a few times, and um, I've looked at some photos recently since. But I have to watch the video again. Mm. It can yeah. take a while to kind of get up to watching your birth video. It took me quite a while <laughs> before I could sit with it. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty. Hard. I don't really know how to describe, but yeah, bit hard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit hard, I think, and watching yourself and listening to yourself, um, <laughs> making all those amazing primal noises that, um, you know, afterwards I said to her, what was going on with my voice? Like my voice deepened so much into, you know, it was so deep. Um, it, yeah, like it was... <laughs> And that's great. Life. That's perfect. Like I think they, you know, they yeah. sort of recommend making low noises rather than sort of high pitched noises. It's yeah. to be help 
to kind of slow down and control the breathing and, and the baby being born, I think. Yeah, right. Mm. That's interesting. Yes, well, it so was. Did you, mm. Sorry. So did you reach down and um, and pick the baby up off the floor then, off the pillow sort of thing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I just, like, you know, leant back and he was there and I picked him up and I put him on my on my chest and he cried a bit, um, you know, he, he just cried and pretty much straight away. Um, and, and my partner was there and then I, the first thing I said was, Mum, <laughs> quick, <laughs> the baby's here. That's the first thing I said. And my mum came and she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, Ryan came in and was pointing at the baby and, you know, it was just, it was all amazing, and um, <laughs> for you know, for all of us. But you know, all of a sudden, there's this. Ba- I'm holding this baby, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Was, he, was he about two then? Yeah, he just turned two. Yeah. Oh, so um, special, kind of like just just old enough to un- understand, I suppose. Yeah, just just old enough. Now that he's, you know older it's he you know he's almost he'll be three and a half so not that much older but a bit older you know a year and a half nearly um yeah he he gets it that he you know gets it more that there's a baby in there again (laughs) yeah oh amazing and yeah it sounds like um I imagine your recovery was completely different this time around not having had the appeasing Okay, yeah. yeah, how did how did your recovery go? Yeah, so you know, it was really fast after the birth, and the placenta came out. It it was only like twenty minutes after or something, um, and yeah, we just kept him attached to the placenta for a while, and then um, he breastfed straight away, and. Um, he, yeah, there were, like, I felt, I didn't feel dizzy. I didn't feel like, like just completely not right (laughs) after this, after his birth. I think in the hospital, I just really felt not right. And I even said to the midwife, I just don't feel right. And she's like, yeah, just you just need to go home. That was in the hospital. And then in this birth, I, you know, I was, you know, I was in the bed for a while. I had some food. Um, he was breastfeeding. It, it was still, it was really late, you know. It was like midnight now and Ryan's still running around because, you know, it's just all too exciting um, and no one's going to put him to bed and yet. <laughs> um and and he didn't he actually didn't come too close to me in that first bit um, after Reuben was born he he sort of stayed his little distance and just sort of let us all connect and eventually he came into the bed and he was breastfeeding too at the time so um, not that I had any milk then but he was you know dry nursing mm. and so he he um. He fell asleep eventually, and um, yeah, and then it was and and you know, I felt good the next day. I felt really, I felt good. I slept that night, and Reuben slept, and he'd just wake up, and I'd put him on the boob, and um, milk came in day two. Mm. Um, yeah, which was. Um, quite fast or maybe it was day three because it was like two days after the birth so I don't know it was day two or three Um, but I could feel my boobs were like ballooning on day two so I'm pretty sure it was day two yeah um yeah and I had them tandem feeding for a while which was not easy (laughs) um Mm. but yeah, we did that for a while and, and I had lots, I think, you know, I, I must have had a good supply um, 
yeah, Ruben um, would feed easily. He, he fed easily and um, slept quite well. But I still did the same things with him. I still carried him, um, which is what I did with Ryan. I, you know, I, I, I did kind of, you know, I, I just carried him everywhere. I had him in the sling the whole time, basically, mm. um, yeah. or on me. And um, how did it work with the tandem feeding? Did you um, sort of feed yeah. um, Reuben first and then Brian or um, one side each? I, I don't know really <laughs> kind of how it worked yeah. with everybody. Yeah, so um, I tried, so I in the beginning, I was just sort of feeding one side for Ryan, one side for Ruben, and then I was um, <laughs> getting concerned that maybe Ruben might have wanted more from the another side as well, or like, um, yeah, I spoke to the midwife and she's like, just try and feed the baby first, and then feed Ryan up. Or give Ryan offer it to Ryan after on that other boob. So I'd get like in case Ruben also he'd fall asleep or something. So I'd take him off one boob and then if he needed it, he'd have a full boob. So what I would do is I would try and feed Ruben first on one side and then I would put Ryan on afterwards on that same side and then make sure that Ruben had a full boob on the other side. That's just how I did it. Um, yeah. Eventually, like, yeah, that's how I side did it. But um, sometimes I just, you know, Ryan would get really want me a lot. So I'd just go, okay, and he'd just have one boob and the baby would have another boob. And I'd actually feel quite a big letdown when that happened. Yeah, right. Were they feeding at the same time? Yeah, when they were feeding at the same time, it would be wow. a bit let down. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, mm. gosh. Sounds, yeah, sounds really full on and I guess takes that postpartum <laughs> to the next level, really. Yeah. I think I'm going to be doing that again because Ruben's only 15 months now and he won't even be... He'll be 21 months when the next baby comes, so I think I'll be tandem feeding, I guess. Yeah, yeah, very, very close together. Yeah. Mm, amazing. And I imagine you're planning another home birth for this baby? Yes, I am. Planning Is that with the same midwife? Yes, with the same midwife. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm um, doing more readings. I'm reading... Jane Hardwick Collins' book, Ten Moons. Um, and Rhea Dempsey has a new book out. Um, can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it's called Beyond the Birthland. Beyond the, yes, yeah, Turning um, Pain into Power. So I'm really interested in reading that. Um, yeah, I haven't read that either, but... Oh, um, yeah, I'll pop the names of all those books that you've mentioned into the show notes if anybody else is interested. And there's yeah. definitely some in there that I'd like to read. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, yeah, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's such a pleasure to hear. Thank you. And, um, yeah, that was, yeah, very raw and open and, <laughs> yeah, just mm. as it was. <laughs> Yeah, nice to go back through them as you're preparing for another birth too. Totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Right, have you on to share the birth story of this little baby when they arrive? Yes, definitely. I'll be very happy to share it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, and thank you for having this amazing podcast. And, um, yeah, I'm learning so much and... Still, you know, still learning so much, just constantly learning and constantly um, loving um, new stories and, 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 you know, I love that what you give to this and um, what you give from this too. Like it, like just, it's just amazing, like how you um, have created this. Mm. 
Yeah, it feels really special to just be like, um, yeah, like this little gate to like all this amazing wisdom is kind of yeah. out there and then it's all these people who want to get it and it's, yeah, it's nice to just be that little like, connecting piece yeah. um, so that everybody gets to hear it. And I learn, I learn so much every time too. Thank you so much for listening in for today's episode with Liz. You can find some photos of her and her family on my Instagram at keepbirthwild.podcast or also on my web- website, which is keepbirthwild.com.au. If you have time to check out the website, you can find a page for each birth story under the episodes tab. And there's lots of photos and also links to any books or other resources we discussed during the episode, uh, including the books that we discussed today. And I look forward to bringing you another episode next week.